0: We're talking hockey, Roldy and Rupper talking hockey. Vegas can't be stopped talking hockey. Cats might be dead. Hello. Welcome to that's hockey
1: talk. I am your host at Nick Meraldo. It's a beautiful night for talking hockey on the internet. I thought for sure we were going to get some mention of Gary Lawless uh the vegas goal
2: yeah, you should have ended it You should
0: have ended it with Gary lawless was right i'll admit to a lot of things i won't admit to
1: that oh <laughs> he's, he's a little bit down <laughs> on the dump site but he can still sing an incredible tune ladies and gentlemen at baba gumpino comes why you so down what's what's wrong
0: i just i have having flashbacks to game two a lot Thinking about what could have been, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to mention. I thought you were the no AC up there
1: in Victoria, BC. But you know, I mean, yeah, they're might... got bigger problems. There's
0: there's wildfires all around here. Yeah, make that's, sure that's saying, not an issue. Like, but yeah, I uh, thinking a lot about the stars blowing game two in Vegas a lot lately. I could see you I losing mean... some sleep over
1: that. And joining us, of course, our resident game seven goal scoring hero, all the way down
2: in South Florida right now, ladies and gentlemen, Mike Rupp. Rupper, how are you? I'm good boys. I uh, I missed not doing this last week. I really did. Yeah, you know? I get it.
0: But we'll back no, back. no, 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 no. Hey. Yeah, what a thanks. We'll we'll guy. Guy. Yeah. thanks you do Dick. what you
2: gotta do, but it's just we get in a rhythm of doing
0: it. And it was no. like it
2: felt, felt it fell off, you know? So
1: Am I gonna, well, it goes from bad to worse as Gumps does appear to be all jammed up up there. Up. up. There's too much sandpaper coming through his wires. He can't he can't he's not oh, moving. No. we lost him. He'll be back. No. He'll be back. Rupper still dead. <laughs> Rupper, oh, how was your you. trip to Vegas to cover the games? Uh, you're in South Florida now, getting ready for Game Three tomorrow night down there in Sunrise. Uh, what was your experience like in Vegas the past couple of days?
2: It was good, man. Vegas does it right. Uh, we knew this in 2018, covering that Finals. Man, this place is loud. They kind of set the new bar in hockey as far as I mean. There, I I know you can probably see that and soak that in watching it. But their in-game shit is – no one's close in the entire NHL. Like, it is such a great product. And uh, not just from the theatrics of what they do at the beginning, right, that thing they do before, the, the pregame stuff on the ice. Like, they got a, they got a, a live DJ in there that's this that's ripping stuff all game long, intermissions. It's just got a vibe. Like, they do it right there. And it, it was loud, and that team – I think they're fed off that, and that place was was bumping. Like they they've, this is Vegas. We know obviously with the Raiders, we know what the A's are coming. Mm-hmm. Might be potential of NBA in the future. Um, Got to This so. is a this is a market, man. Like this is a market. They, these fans are nuts, and it's well, not just credit like,
1: credit to the NHL for getting there first because they're yeah. usually not
2: first in a lot of instances. So this yeah, one, no we. We asked uh, we asked uh, Commissioner Bettman about it the other day, and uh, I think he kind of downplayed being first, but just that you know they've known that this is going to be a market for quite some time. So man, they got this thing in here, and it's. They, I wonder though if some of those other expansion teams, okay, they they wouldn't have necessarily built the branding that Vegas has done, sure. but if like Atlanta or. Um, geez, you can go back to when Minnesota came in and um, maybe some of these other teams where would they have, if they had a, a better team, like if they if they had the same draft rules, expansion draft rules, and had the ability to field a better team, if that just springboarded it. Because we saw what happened in Seattle even this year. Like yeah. Seattle was a great year. Like this sets you up for success of the future, and it it brings those fans in. Man, Vegas is like, it's a hockey town. Like it's a, it's a legitimate hockey town.
1: I uh, I think in any in case of any franchise expansion situation, uh, you, th- you mentioned when Columbus came in, Minnesota, Atlanta, all those teams. Uh, all you have to do is win. I think if you put success on the ice uh, immediately and consistently, it's a slam dunk. Um, we saw Columbus struggled for a good bit at first. Then when they got success and they were starting to make the playoffs and starting to be more competitive, like that place was jammed. That place was packed out night after night. Yeah. You started to see the crowd show up. Uh, Minnesota, obviously, the state of hockey, obviously it was going to be a natural uh, feeling for the fans uh, to go. But when the team wasn't very good, you didn't have that buzz across the rest of the league. Then when the team got good, fans were still there. Right, louder. Now it's a little more focused on them. Same thing with Atlanta, too. You know, Atlanta, for all the issues they had, like, when they were playing well, like, people showed up. And I think that's yeah, – But,
2: big see, big the problem with them, though, it's the problem is they never had that playoff success. They, they made yes. it to the playoffs once in, what was it, 11 years. But they didn't win a playoff game, right? So,
0: uh, Gump's you alive, dude? You back? <laughs> Just need a little reboot there. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Nothing a good restart can fix. There
2: we go. There we go. But, uh, you know, I, I think the playoffs are everything. And that goes back to when, when I told you before. Remember I, I said I spoke to the one GM that told me that literally playing in the playoffs every year that it grosses season tickets 2,000 by 2,000 yeah. each year. So every year that they make it in a row, it just it builds the base. And you get something. You get memories. You, you, you know, you get shit that, like, that's the stuff so if you have expansion that's why the, the league was genius with changing these draft, the, the the franchise or the the uh expansion draft rules because it gave them a chance and i don't think it made it lopsided i mean these guys had to make sure decisions and and the first one though with vegas though i think maybe caught some of the other gms with their pants down a little bit on those because they didn't they didn't know how this was going to affect them but you know seattle's kind of doing it in their own way too so i love this shit Maybe, every, but yeah, like, every, and a lot of people
1: oh, are pissed off. Ahead. A lot of old school hockey folks are pissed off because of the expansion rules and and how they're good pissed the off because Memphis their
0: teams don't yeah. make the playoffs, dude. And they but can't every move, every, every move they've made, like if the Eichel trade didn't work out, they'd be fucked. Like yeah. every move, not not to mention like the guys they took in the expansion draft. Every trade that they've made along the way has fucking worked. Yeah, that's everyone.
1: Yeah, so if you're the NHL, if you're Gary Bettman and you're the rest of these owners and you want an expansion team to come in, you want that team to do well. You don't want to bring that team in. Oh, yeah. they, they right. got, you're getting $600, $500 million, whatever it is, for Seattle too. You don't want that team to falter and then crash and burn and then you have another Atlanta situation on your hands. You're going to do everything you can to make sure those teams succeed because that's more for everybody. That's just good business. You're doing a little investment up front, plus they're getting cash in their pocket from the expansion fee. So, you know, long-term gain a little short term hurt, you may lose a good player or two but at the same time you're boosting up the revenue you're boosting up the league for everybody else and in the end you're gonna win so yeah it may piss off your fans a little bit in the short term but financially let's
0: it's a let's great not forget business. let's not forget those baby blue thrashers tarps though I mean how could you those those <laughs> hey, things will hang some, in glory it's some good tarps they had dude. some good
2: they had some good players man remember they had oh, they had yeah. Kobe, Danny Heatley, uh, the heater, Haley. how can you forget? Yeah, it's incredible, man, but he's going to win a fucking game in the playoffs. Hey,
1: speaking of good players, let's get to our guests right now, because this man is on top of the world right now. Uh, you know, he suffered a defeat in terms of his hockey fandom, his, his team, the Leafs, they got bounced. Uh, and we all saw it happen on national TV, but he owned up to it. He owned it. He took it like a champ. But he is a, a media darling right now. He is an icon in the hockey world, a living legend. He was drafted in 2003 by my hometown, Pittsburgh Penguins. He's an analyst on TNT. Now he's sitting next to the great one uh, every Wednesday night. How can you beat that? Host of the biggest hockey show on the planet. Uh, women want to be with him. Men want to be him, ladies uh-huh. and gentlemen. Biz Nasty, Paul Bissonette. Thank you for joining us, Biz. I
3: got the squarest wheels in the world these days. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't get any more ladies. Yeah. I, can, I was you, trying to build you up a little bit. So yeah. I yeah, in Scottsdale, I could convince them I was a first liner, so that's how I'd be able to do damage, but not anymore, folks. Not And, and, and they're <laughs> sure, about to lose sure. their team. But. Sure,
0: if you head back to
3: Victoria, you'd be all right, biz. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll be going back there this summer. What do you I'll know about you. Victoria? I'm from, I live here, dude. No shit, you live in Victoria, uh, B.C.? Yeah, my whole life. Oh, buddy! I, yeah, okay. I'll. I, we should meet up for a beer this yeah, summer up, at the local. Meet up with
2: Gumps.
1: Yeah.
3: He's actually trapped Look. there
2: right now,
1: Biz.
3: Yeah, I'm. Yeah,
0: I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm stuck here. I actually kind of got kicked out of America, and I'm stuck back here. So <laughs> okay. it's a bit of a situation, but we'll get it figured out, biz. Yeah, you
3: can. You can let me know what's going on as far as uh, why you've been kicked <laughs> out of a country when we when we sit down for a beer at the local. Is that there your? You where, where's your watering hole in Victoria?
0: Oh yeah, local. Always.
3: Local. It's awesome, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jar, and uh, we'll have to get golfing. I, I actually got a membership at uh, Victoria Golf Club, so I'll have to bring you out for a round. There we there go. You go, awesome. There we, awesome. we go. Look at this. Yeah, hey. yeah, we're playing tummy sticks now. Hey, <laughs> oh, we forgot, we forgot about these other two guys here. Sorry. Yeah. Hey, dude, I love it. But
2: I, I want to. I want you to. I'm watching it. First off, your guys' coverage is fucking great. I love it. I love what you've done, Biz. I love all the guys on there. But, like, take us into, like, what is your world? You, you have the world by the balls right now, dude. You're, like, what is you – you're hanging out with Wayne. You guys are going – That's the to, coolest I miss, part. I what I see the other night. You guys were at David Blaine, the whole TNT team. Like, take us through the last week or so of the finals.
3: Well, uh, Kenny Albert's sister is actually his manager. So I, I think she's been his manager for, for 20, 25 years, since he's been all the way from the start. So they got us tickets to his show. We got to go behind the scenes and, and meet him. And it was an incredible show. But, I mean, even, even coming over here after the first two games in Vegas, you know, obviously we were supposed to leave the next morning on, a, you know, either a Delta flight or an American flight. And Wayne's like, Nah, nah I'll just get the bird. So Wayne ends up getting a <laughs> PJ. So we're able – and just getting to hang out with him and just hear all these old school hockey stories. And, Rupert, I don't know if you've ever had a chance Chance to sit down with him over a couple beers and and just listen to him talk about hockey he, he knows everything about the game he's yeah. he's an encyclopedia so just learning from him about the history of the game and and how much he cares about it it's it's awesome and it's like it's never a dull moment so whether it was after broadcasts uh during the regular season he did do more regular season games uh last year than this year but this year obviously doing more marquee matchups with the conference finals and now finals. But uh, it's it's never a dull moment, and and he's you know the the best teammate you could ask for, and there's a reason they call him the great one, and it, it doesn't actually have much to do with his on ice; it's the off ice where it's, which, which puts him in that <laughs> hey, category. So
2: you mentioned about that. So I was I was very briefly so prior 05 lockout, I got traded there from uh, from oh, Jersey, great. and we the team was terrible. Man, like I got traded there trade deadline time. Rick Bonus was the interim coach at the time, love Bones. Uh, you know, I was there. Then the lockout happens. And then, if you recall, like, we, we don't have the year. We come back the following year, and that's Wayne's Wayne's going to be the coach. And that's when they go out. And I think they wanted to kind of, you know, they wanted to make the team better. So it's when they got like Mike Ricci, got uh, Brett Hall, started getting all these guys. And I just see my, I see me on the depth chart, just book, book, <laughs> after every guy they get. And uh, I remember thinking to myself, because my buddies would be like, Dude, because Wayne was my guy growing up. Like, I was Wayne Gretzky, everything. And uh, they're like, oh, dude, it's going to be so sick playing for Wayne. I'm like, yeah, it's sick unless, uh, like, if he trades me, that will be fucking devastating. (laughs) Dude, I played... I played one regular season game and I got fucking dealt. No, <laughs> oh, no, no. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Was so uh, you know, but it was all good. And uh, you know, I, I ran into him in the elevator the other night in Vegas. You know, super, super nice. You wouldn't know that it's. I mean, you know, it's the great one. But like, he doesn't. He doesn't act better than anybody else. Like, no. super humble the way he's talking, breaking shit down in the elevator about what's going on in the in the series. But you mentioned it before. Like, he, he gives it right like he, he, he you gotta you gotta have some thick skin around wayno right
3: oh yeah yeah it's it's like the locker room right and yeah no, no sensitivity especially back when he played right it was just non-stop chirping flying all over the place where i guess maybe the sensitivity levels have, have risen a little bit with uh certain guys in the locker room but yeah as i mentioned like the whole panel it's been awesome you know ace and, and liam have worked together at NBC for all those years and it really sucked losing talk because of that coaching perspective and i also felt because him and Wayne were so comfortable together it it brought out another level of Wayne but nonetheless we still got a year and a half with talk so it helped kind of you know liven up Wayne and maybe help him get used to us and more comfortable with the rest of the panel and they just did a good job of of assembling a great crew and and now with talk gone you know now with Hank in there who's you know the the man missile I mean, how about these? How about these fucking suits he puts on? And dude, he's got right? Every guy's hum- fucking
0: absurd. If, if I had a lady,
3: if I had a wife, I wouldn't. I wouldn't let her within a hundred feet of this guy. <laughs> you know, but it's but it's great though because like we never really had that goalie perspective, and yeah. it's such an important position as we know, and especially come playoff time. So he's been such an awesome ad, and and he's he been doing work with MSG Network. It, it took him a few episodes to get comfortable with us, and and now you know he's he's, he's one great, of the stars yeah. of the show, right? So he's he's done a great job. So as far as TNT concerned, just a first class operation. Uh, you know they they take care of us behind the scenes and they make life really easy on us. So it's been a blast, and uh, it's just fun to to, to have a, a network that really lets you let your lets your personality shine where they don't put the shackles on you.
1: It's awesome because, like you just mentioned cut too, you can kind of tell when you're watching that you guys all enjoy each other. Like you, yeah. you can tell that you definitely hang out outside of that studio. It's, like, it's genuine, right? Yeah, yeah genuine. for sure, for oh, sure.
3: Oh no doubt, yeah. We're always doing. Like I mean, we went to that David Blaine show. You know, we go to these big dinners together. I was uh, I was telling the guys on my po- uh, we did spit and Chicklets, What was it yesterday morning, and. Uh, we go to this yellowtail place, the sushi place of the Bellagio, and you know Wayne set up the dinner. So we all get there. We're sitting around, and and you know we get the I get the the wood chopsticks and he goes, don't worry about it, biz. I got something special coming over for you. And he has a special set of Wayne Gretzky gold plated chopsticks at this place. (laughs) And he, and and he goes, you can use these for this meal. I tried, I tried (laughs) to take them. I said, Wayne, can I take these home? He's like, yeah, sure. But he'd left a little bit earlier before the dinner. And they're like, no, no, that's our only pair. Like he he needs those. I was like, ah, shit. I was going to be able to take these chopsticks home and have this memorabilia for the rest of my life. But uh, but it's all good. It, it was a very cool experience, and, and, and another great meal with Wayne.
1: That's amazing, dude. Yeah. I, I, do you uh, do you just find yourself in awe sometimes? You just look over and you are just kind of just staring at them, like holy shit.
3: Yeah, That's- it's it's bizarre world, especially at the fact that I, I didn't retire that that long ago, right? And I think that a, a big reason to where I even got the opportunity was probably because of the podcast, and maybe it's popularity, and and I think that they probably took a flyer on me. I had done um, I had done color for the coyotes and then and then i was doing their panel as well uh for bally's and before that what was it called what were the what was bally's called before bally's took over
2: wasn't it uh you guys are just like Fox sports well, Fox, whatever, yeah, right? Fox
3: sports. There you go. Yeah. So I, I, I dipped my toe in a little bit, but nothing to that regard. So uh, it ended up really working out and uh, got the opportunity, went for a tryout the, the year before uh, last and uh, yeah. And the, and the rest is history. But like you said, just pinching myself all the time that I got the opportunity and the fact that I get to sit next to the greatest hockey player, who ever played. And the fact that but if I if I had accomplished what Wayne accomplished, I'd probably be on a private island somewhere, just off the grid. But he just continues to give back to the game. You know, he just he just wants to be in the mix and 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 bring his his personality and his knowledge to uh, to the panel. So it's it's remarkable.
1: That's what the greats do. Hey, you uh, you were in Pittsburgh for a while. Obviously, I, I can't remember the exact timeline. But did you get to play with Mario at all, or was he was he around a good bit when you were there? And what's it like being around him compared to being around Wayne?
3: Yeah, he, he uh, actually, my first training camp was the, I, I want to say the last year, he ended up coming back and playing. And yeah, just in awe of him. He's, he's huge too, right? He's just this big, massive presence. And I always tell the story of Edzo, who he's buddies with, was the coach. And I was in his group for the the scrimmage, and then we had this, the practice after. And then after the practice, we were supposed to do a little bag skate, as you always do in training camp to get in shape. And after Edzo called us in after the practice to be like, hey, boys, great practice, great pace today. Uh, we're going to finish off with a little skate. And all of a sudden, you hear a little, <clears throat> and it's Mario, and he's like, I don't know. He gives it the nah nah no. Nah. We're not going to have a skate. I don't know if he had a tea time. I don't know what he had, but mm-hmm. he got, he got me out of a bag skate. So I'm forever grateful to Mario to, to Mario. So I've had pretty good experiences with both guys, and uh, he's definitely um, a lot a lot quieter. And a, a, a lot more, I, I don't know if shy is the, the word, like Rupper, like you were around him a little bit because he was part of the ownership group, but, uh, you know, maybe a little bit more standoffish than I feel Rain, like he's more sure. private, right? Yes.
2: Like he, he likes to be out of the public eye. Yeah, uh, It's like, he's got his, he's got his circle yeah. and I, I, and his circles, a. Of- like I think they have fun. Like oh yeah, But they, they do it? It's quiet, you know, and they do their own thing. They march to be their own drum. He he doesn't want to be seen, and and I I admire that. Just different. It just seems like that's I don't know him that well, but like you said, like when you're playing there, you see him around. Super cool, kind. Uh, just just he's more quiet. He's, he's a little more to himself. They, I I told these guys before, Biz. What do you think I could do with this? I got we just mentioned Longquist and Mario. So every team I played for, I got jerseys of like the stars on the team just for my personal collection, right? Oh, that's I get them awesome. signed, and it started with it was Pittsburgh first. It was Mario. I got this Mario jersey, and I, you know, we didn't see Mario every day. He wasn't like, you know, he's not like uh, Jerry Jones. He's not in there all the time, and he, he just kind of he lets people do their work, and he comes in once in a while. He was on the table, and he's getting his back worked on before practice. And I've had this jersey in my fucking stall for a month waiting to see him. And so he's laying on the table I'm like I got to get him before he leaves so I just go hey Mario I'm like uh, I got I got your jersey it's been in my stall do you, do you mind signing it when you're done I'll, I'll you know I'll find you whatever and he goes yeah just go grab it now I go no 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 you do your thing you know you're in the middle of whatever getting treatment you go get it whatever So he ends up Coming up, coming over, I I, I grab the jersey, come in. He's fucking butt naked, right? Signs my jersey naked, and I'm like, holy shit! Like this, he signed my jersey. And I'm like, but even more so, like if I can somehow get some kind of paperwork that states that he fucking signed this naked, like this thing's worth a fortune. That's and gonna so,
3: that's gonna do well on your eBay account. So literally, literally
2: two years later, I'm in New York. Same thing happens. I got a Hank jersey. And Hank, I keep saying, Hank, Hank, I got this jersey. I've got to get it signed. It's in my soul, I keep forgetting because it's in, like, in a plastic bag. I don't even see the jersey. It's in my top of my locker. So the one day I'm like, <clears throat> there's actually two jerseys. One was, like, for a charitable thing I was donating, and one was mine. And so I'm like, I had a deadline. Like, I have to get it signed. So Hank's in the shower. And I go, I walk in the shower, my street clothes. I'm already showered, ready to go. And I go, <laughs> I peek in the shower and go, Hanky. I'm like, dude, I got to get this jersey signed, dude. I I, I have this event, whatever. And it's, it wasn't his fault. He's always like, bring it. And my dumb ass forgets it. So I'm like, I'll be right back. I grabbed it. Come in there. Hank's fucking in the shower like this. He's got shampoo on Buck Ash naked signs the jersey. On him, I'm like, too.
3: I gotta collect this
2: jersey.
3: <laughs> he can't sit this down is- when he pees over he touches oh. the water. <laughs> Dude, I'm
2: like, I'm on to something here. I'm on to something here. I think I should uh we should try to find a way to get some uh I, we we gotta get first off I have to have Hank admit that he's to
3: I'll get I'll from get you Wayne's now. room key and you could do yeah. that here too. <laughs>
2: See, I need <laughs> Wayne, Wayne. If what I the hell? Wayne, <laughs> if I get Wayne <laughs> it's the trifecta and
0: everything will come together. So what you got. It is. Can you believe what we're fucking seeing from the Golden Knights
3: right now? They, they just, since the half, like the halfway mark of the season, they've just been treading in the right direction. And and you, I don't know how much you guys were talking about them before I came on because I heard you guys joshing about the expansion draft, but some of the, some of the risky moves they've made and not-so-popular ones with the fan base, they have made some ballsy moves that have paid off. I mean, Jack Eichel, what he's doing right now, I would imagine that he's probably the leader for the con Smythe. Like, and and you got to credit the coaching staff, too, because Cassidy has these guys playing an unbelievable 200-foot game. But from front to back with the forward lines, I don't know if I've ever seen such a balanced lineup. Like you no. can, you can mention some Stanley Cup teams that have had some very good fourth lines. This has to be one of the most talked about ones throughout throughout history, just the way they're able to co- contribute offensively. But just, I mean, for, for the first half of the game, there in Game Two, they were matched up against the Kachuk line, and yeah. they were and they were and they were punishing them. So, and then as far as their back end's concerned, they're just big, heavy, they're mobile. I mean, they, they cover you from every direction. Like, Angelo's the perfect ace. He's got that cup experience. Theodore, he's a great offensive defenseman who maybe even, Rupper you could allude to this. I, th- I felt like before this round, he might have looked a little bit timid throughout playoffs, but he's elevated his game in this final. And then you look at McNabb and, um, and Martinez. They led the league in block shots, so they have that for him. And you talk about the fourth line. Well, how about the 5-6? That Hag 6-6, you can't bully him around the way that he's able to protect the net front. And as well with that white cloud. And it it says a lot about their team and the guys up front with defense and forwards at the fact that they have now rotated through four goalies and just the scouting they've done in order to bring these goalies in and, and not really given up much for them. I mean Aiden Hill, I think they gave up a third round draft pick to get him. And he's So wait, though,
2: you saw you 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 were calling the games in Arizona when Aiden Hill was there, were you not?
3: I was very impressed with him. I was there when Talk was coach. Big body. I guess the the book on him was he was probably swimming a little bit too much, but yeah. I mean what other what other young goalie's not when they get to the yeah. NHL and uh, Sean Burke who I also had when I was a player. Did you did you were, did you cross paths with him at I, all?
2: I, I I that's the best way to put it i've just crossed paths awesome dude talk to me like i've known him for years and he's a he's a he's a genius in the what he you know mike johnson's telling me all the time too about him like what he does i think it's the perfect thing because you've got this 6-6 goalie who is very well positioned and i think sean burke looks at him like he sees some of him you yes. know what i mean he sees some of him and and aiden hill so yeah i mean talk about burkey though how good he is
3: well so he i call him the goalie whisper. when i when i was there in um in Arizona, he worked with Brizgalov. Brizgalov was one of the best goalies in the league. He ends up signing that massive ticket. Well, what do we do? We go out and get a I don't want to say a broken Mike Smith, but he was a bit of a journeyman at that point playing in Tampa, Dallas, had lost his game. Your boy well, Gumps. He, he 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 ended up he, <laughs> what he ended a up send off. What's what's that?
0: What a send off for Mike Gumps, Smith last Gumps year. He oh. was dude in the him in the playoffs last year was Entertainment, dude. Oh. it was the best.
3: Remember, he was slide note
0: to fucking center. Oh. Ice, dude. I, think every did- game it was, every game was must watch
3: TV, dude. It was the best. So, so I was with him the year where his puck playing ability. We had a mm-hmm. third defenseman out there every time, but yeah sometimes your heart rate would get going because he'd be skating the thing up. He'd be near the fucking blue line with it. <laughs> I, and and yeah, last year I think with the with the Oilers, he ended up. Oh, yeah. Did he get? Didn't he get a penalty for skating it past <laughs> yeah. <a rabbi>? yeah. <laughs> yeah, <to> the red
2: line?
3: Yeah, yeah, he's. <laughs> But uh, you know, he, he completely got his game back going, and, and um, Hank touched to it because he, uh, he played under Benoit Allaire, who's a famous goalie coach, and he's, he's taught a lot of these bigger goalies to play deeper back, uh, deeper in their net and just to trust their size, where you actually have a little bit more reaction time. Because, you, you know, you have that, you know, two, three feet extra in order to catch it and trace it in order to make that stop. So he had him. He had uh, Devin Dubnik, who he turned around. And, and the list goes on of goalies that he's worked with personally where, like you mentioned, the way that he talks to you and the way he communicates to you, it's not like your coach. It's just like a friend there to help you. Yeah. And and he had that Logan Thompson there who ended up making the All Star game. Who was a, a young guy coming yeah. this year. He's worked with four goalies this year. I mean, Quick probably didn't need much of his his teaching all because he's such a vet. But what, like what what Foley has done as far as an owner in in Vegas and bringing in all the right people from management to coaching to personnel, it just it speaks volumes, and it's it's no shock as to the success that they've had as a team now. And I don't know, I think it's gonna take a miracle, boys, for for Florida to turn this around and, and win this series because from the eye test in game one, I would have said sixty-five thirty-five as far yeah. as as dominance. And then in the last game it looked more like 90-10. Yeah,
2: it doesn't look great now. Uh you mentioned Bill Foley. So you know where your guys is um setup was so in, in Vegas, we we're right up above you so we can look down on your your set right there and how you guys were in like that suite when you walk out of the suite you're on suite level and if you went left there's a bathroom right there i'm assuming that's the restroom you guys used if you needed to go like whatever it's a public bathroom on the suite level right so mike johnson and i are going down that that's the only restroom for us to use so we came down and we went walking into the restroom between uh you know I, I, i don't know if it was in yeah it was in between periods we opened the door to go in Bill Foley comes walking out, and he just he's he's taking a leak with like the fans, and I'm like, dude, this guy's got to have like he's the owner. This guy's a <laughs> no billionaire. Security. He's got to have a he's got to have a bathroom in <laughs> his suite, right? And then I go and I look Kelly McCrim and the GM is washing his hands at the sink, and I'm like, these dudes are like just into it with like this. so the fans, and, and Foley's walking around like. You've got like fans talking to him, like I'm like this guy's a man of the people. Well, man. He like, was probably the one putting those preface. cats in the pissers.
1: In each one, he wanted to go piss on <laughs> yeah. them. In the
2: he, you know what? Maybe he's the one. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just saw, did you
1: see oh, that? They were, the-
3: I they no, they were doing that, like piss like, piss on the Panthers.
2: They had little. They had little. I went to the. I went to use another bathroom in the concourse, and every fucking urinal had a toy cat in it. So <laughs> pissing on the cats. So, anyways, um, but in game two, what were you thinking? On that hit on Eichel, like what went through your mind in that moment?
3: I thought his neck was fucked up again. I thought, and and you know, it's just uh, yeah, I was I was nervous for. I, I thought that I thought that that was going to be a potential series-changing hit, because then they came out that next period and they scored in the first shift too, right, to make it four-one. And I was like, oh, you never know, right? Uh, but I think from a from a team standpoint for Vegas to not only see him come back and then contribute on that fifth goal because he's been a horse at both ends of the ice yeah. his 200 foot game is is unbelievable right now that's why like butch cassidy has done an incredible job with the whole group and and really evolved eichel into the player that he is and um yeah it was like one of those one of those ones where the hairs stand up on the ba- on, on the back of your neck where that when, when he came back and just had that impact right. in the third period so very cool and and just relieved especially everything he's been through with that neck and the, and the way the situation went in buffalo uh, I was just happy he was able to come back and then after after the goal, I'm like, oh my God, that's such a cool moment and and one that, you know, if if you, if you he has two more games like that and they close out, I wouldn't be shocked if he's the MVP. Yeah, very
0: well. He- it's also awesome for him for the stand he took too. Like a lot of people were like, fuck this guy, man. Yeah. Like he wants out of Buffalo and then like kind of slow start with Vegas last year and then this year it's like, okay, like maybe if you don't like where you are, maybe you do ask for a trade and go somewhere better. Like Oh, he's, he's showing got, out these it, old players. It wasn't. Got he got railroaded. railroaded he got railroaded. He got labeled. He got labeled in
2: the way. And, and I said this yesterday in our, <clears throat> our whatever day. Fuck it. I don't remember my days anymore.
0: After <laughs> the posted. the club.
2: <laughs> was the game? Was the game? No, the game wasn't yesterday. It was two days ago. Right? Two days yeah. ago. Yeah. It was
0: Monday. Two days. Uh, so here.
2: while you're while you're sitting here speaking about writing the the PJ, you know my fucking schedule was yesterday. <laughs> I had I had a flight. I had a flight at 11 a.m. out of Vegas. 11 a.m. connecting in Denver. I had a three-hour layover in Denver, and then uh, I was supposed to get in here last night in Fort Lauderdale at 11.30. There's like 30 of us as far as with the league and NHL Network and everybody. The fucking plane in Denver got held. We got in here at 3.30 this morning. Oh I'm like, mother so I was almost at there. I was almost traveling for 24 hours. I'm like, this is a joke, so. Yeah, tell Wayne battling uh, might the, need to You hold might,
3: hey, you might win the Conn Smythe for that. <laughs> I mean, battling through all that adversity. You know what, you know what I, I, I'm
2: turning into. I will not say this though. Don't. I, I remember this distinctly. Pierre Maguire used to do this, and they used to drive the boys nuts. Is I like I talking like to Pierre. I loved running into Pierre because Pierre. <laughs> to me, is like, Pierre was a character, man. Oh, he's he a was character. Like a character. I think he was good for <laughs> hockey because Same. he was like this character. He's like a lot of people. You know, it would like, you know, whatever. He I thought he was good. Anyways, we go and see him, he'd be between benches in the playoffs. And I was like, hey P, what's up, man? And like, how you doing? And he's like, It's my eleventh game in 13 days. And I'm like <laughs> I'm like, Yeah, but you're between the benches, right? Like you know that, right? <laughs> you know, like yeah.
0: guy thinks he's
2: strapping him. Up. I remember the one I remember the one time. I remember the one time, I think it was I don't remember if it was Danny Girardi or someone on our team's like Oh, I I just blocked my ninety first shot in in round one yesterday. And I, have, I have two broken toes and a broken hand. It's <laughs> just like just fuck <laughs> up. You know, I don't want to sound like that guy for the media. I'm not complaining. I slept till like two o'clock today. I'm fresh as a daisy. But anyways, uh, yeah. So the uh, but I want to go back to the the, the Eichel thing. i have giving him. I've been giving him a hard time when he's in Buffalo. And Brian Boyle brought this up, but that was a great point because when Sid came in, they that team sucked. Yeah, like yeah. you know, we're, I don't know where you were in in relation with Sid. You guys were the same year. My commercial. first
3: year, my first year in the NHL when I played my first game was when they had some struggles early on, and they end up fighting, firing Terryan, and you know even was, even he he was having some personal struggles. But they turned it around. It was the year after they'd made, made their run, so that yeah. was the year they won. Ended up going on to win the Stanley right. Cup. But he so had he, you know, it was hard
2: when he got drafted and came in, like they went out and they got veterans, they got guys who've been through the grind. They knew they were going to stink, but they're going to show guys how to be a leader, how to learn. And and Sid obviously was already well on that path, right? I don't. They, they tried doing that to some degree in Buffalo, but I think they probably could have done more because it's like Jack's coming in there and he's he's got the world by the balls. It was supposed to be he was toe to toe with Connor McDavid, who's going to go first overall. And I don't know if if. If he deserves, everybody, you know, people are saying that he's a loser. You're not going to win with a guy like this. He's selfish. All I know is what I'm seeing now and talking to guys in Vegas, there ain't a selfish bone in this guy's body. He's competing. And when he's not scoring, he's comp- He's contributing. And when he came back on that bench, same thing, Biz. My fucking hair, just even talking yeah. about now, I, have I got goosebumps in my yeah, form. Seeing him come back on that bench, I'm like, this guy gets it, man. This guy gets it, and, and it takes time, I think, for every player to learn about playoff hockey. But like this guy's fucking figuring it out right now.
3: And and I couldn't even imagine like just like the public. Imagine having to deal with that type of public criticism. Ooh. Like I, yeah. I I was a fourth line peasant, boys. Like you know I, I never I never got the headlines like that. So to get bashed by an entire city and just to kind of put your head down, put the work in, and, and 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 you know box it all out. He's done an incredible job there. And like you said, I, I agree. I don't think that he had the amount of veterans around him to to put him in a situation to have success and even deflect some of that criticism the team was taking where it felt like it was all just landing on his shoulders and the way the whole situation was played out i think that he's going to have the last last laugh here and uh although buffalo did work out pretty well with yeah. with, with the trade and everything and where they're at
0: that's he like you could argue so many players are playing their best of their career on this team though oh like that Barbashev, like, what the fuck is this?
2: I fucking love that guy, dude. Barbashev oh. is a he's cigarette. I gotta get. Dude. Where does that come him. from, Signed, dude? My oh naked. My That's my next shit. one. He actually,
3: he actually had a sneaky six. I was looking at his hockey DB. He had a, six, a sneaky sixty-point season a couple years ago. But when they made their run with St. Louis, he was a bottom six guy. He was on and that even, third line, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. When and and even when he got picked up by the Golden Knights, I thought he'd be playing in the bottom six. Where right now he's playing top six minutes right
2: yeah if he if he makes it if he makes it to july 1st like you're le- don't he's gonna legit field 18 calls like oh, he's gonna have 18 oh, yeah. teams to one i i like said he's that,
3: that good i said since the since he's been picked up to now he's probably added another 20 million in his pocket it's true oh, yeah i agree it'll
0: be like quadri it'll be like quadri's run last year i think same thing
3: Yeah, he got a nice, nice ticket. So overall, man, like I said, I just don't, well, I'll throw it back to you guys. I just don't understand the mentality for Florida where they've been the bully all playoffs long, right? They've been scrumming it up. They've been trying to like, you know, muck it up with all these teams and it seemed to have worked. Well, Vegas, they're they're too big. They're not going to get bullied, and they're not playing into all the BS that they're trying to bring them, where in game one you saw that it didn't work, where they doubled down in game two, where I feel like they're focusing too much of their time and energy playing beyond the whistle. And you saw it uh, late in that game one where Montour came off the bench and kind of did the accidentally on purpose where he, he he ended up going lower. I don't know if it was on Petro or somebody going back towards the bench where it created another scrum where mm-hmm. even the refs are saying, guys, we know it by your body language and what's going on here after every whistle and that's why they're handing out all these tens and they're just they're just so focused on trying to lay out these big hits and play dummy hockey where they got they gotta they gotta change up the mentality going into game three. I think they gotta, they gotta stop looking for the big hits and keep their momentum because they already look like they're half a step behind anyway.
1: Yeah, it's almost like chasing those hits and everything is throwing them into a bit of disarray, and they look they look a little lost out there in the sense uh, when, they were, when they were going against Boston, I mean, they were definitely throwing some hits, but they were like this well-oiled machine just relentlessly hunting pucks and stuff. Now it looks like they're just fucking skating around in their own zone with their heads cut off. Like they can't find their guys. They're getting uh, crossed up on, on changes and odd man rushes, and they look like a mess coming through the neutral zone. I don't know what it is. Maybe – I don't know if it's nerves or if it's just a little too – like they're just trying to do too much maybe.
0: But if like, Bob's not on his head, if Bob's not on his yeah. head, nothing matters, dude. I've been saying it all playoffs, every series. If you can fucking chase Bob one game and rattle his confidence, that'll change everything in the fucking Vegas. Vegas did it to fucking order, what, three times in that yeah, series? that's man? true. Like Vegas finds out how to beat a goalie and they do it. Like yeah. every goalie they find a way to beat. And They executed it's been unbelievable, man.
3: Yeah, it seems like every line has a good guy who can get to the net front, too. Like, yeah. I felt like Stone, man, Stone at the beginning of playoffs. I was, I'm like, this guy's not going to make it through playoffs, Dude, especially after all the crossing off
1: the ice. Yeah, yeah, videos of him just cramp, like, cramping up his back on the back home.
3: Eck home was going right after his, his discs every chance he could get, and he was just like, Yeah, he'd wobble off the ice. Shout out to the trainers getting him ready to go, but uh, um, the we, we go back to the D, though. It's like they – have also, the, the flip-out play that Florida was doing all playoffs long. You haven't been seeing yeah. that much in this series because of the four-check for Vegas, and when they hound down these pucks, they're able to get such clean possession and go low to high with it. Their defensemen are having all, all the time in the world walking the blue line where, yeah, Florida – first three rounds they were boxing guys out it felt like bob was seeing everything where now he's on his tippy toes looking past all these screens and then you rubber you know when that happens you're you're, you're toast right because any point shots coming through you're not set and ready so overall just vegas is just dominating all over the ice
0: yeah
3: i was so high
0: on that oilers team though when they beat the oilers i had a bad feeling man because i thought once, they, once the Oilers made that trade, when they got Ekholm, they were rolling. I felt oh. like a different team. When Vegas beat them, I'm a Stars fan. I literally thought uh, we might be in trouble here because I thought this was the year the Oilers were going to do it.
3: Same. Yeah I, yeah, I was picking Oilers to go to after my Leafs got dummied anyway. Hey.
1: Speaking of the Leafs, Biz, I got to ask you. Uh, you know a Pittsburgh guy, Dubas, comes to Pittsburgh. He's the president now. He said you know, he's going to be the interim GM. Sounds like maybe he'll hire one, maybe he won't. We'll see how it goes. What are your thoughts on him, the fit in Pittsburgh? What can he do? Can he turn that around? Can he still extend that window just a little bit? Or is it kind of looking towards the next chapter? What's going to happen?
3: Well, I think he's a traitor as as a Leafs guy. (laughs) <laughs> I, let, let me yeah. let me let me ask you this
0: <laughs> yes. hey
3: and we'll get into all the like the, the the actual fun stuff after but do you not believe that he he knew he had a contract ready and waiting 100 100 yeah. so why do that so why 100%. do that press conference hey why do he, that
2: he, the best way to put it you guys i saw your your guys clip and uh fucking witter saying that it's he's the same thing as live golf right now or pga tour he's the same thing as the pga being like you know, honestly, there's no way not, I'm going anywhere. I will anywhere. not be a GM anywhere else if it's not here. Here's here's you're the not,
1: difference to me. And you're not now, granted, you're not granted, gonna, granted see he's on my side now, but <laughs> I'll say this is he did that, but then to me, it makes Shanahan look like the bad guy. Because oh, it, it I feel like him doing that put the pressure on, and then Shani comes out, and then it's like, Oh, nobody's paying attention to Duba saying well, we're all paying attention to Shanahan.
2: But you don't do that without that in your back pocket. Exactly. I agree oh, with you. Yeah. And I think it's a good move but think about it if that's you if that's biz gumps me i i'm not doing that vocally until i know i got something in my back pocket yeah. i think he 100% knew he yeah. had that yeah so
3: it's just like ah uh, you it makes it slimier after the fact but hey as an individual who 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 wanted a higher position in hockey and maybe didn't want to answer to Shanahan anymore and a little bit more control he went and secured his bag and I truly believe that he's a guy who gets up every morning and he works his bag off to try to accomplish, you know, get making his team better to win a Stanley Cup. So, as far as a a Pittsburgh Penguins fan, I think you have a competent guy in the seat. Now, do, I guess I don't necessarily understand how he has become this golden boy all of a sudden. I think that Toronto media can definitely inflate guys to being better than they are. I mean, it happens with players all the time. It happens with, with, with anybody who touches you. just because of the constant media circus that's surrounding it. Uh, so I think that I, I just love the story and the dynamic where he either goes there and has success and, and hopefully surrounds Sid and, and Latang and Malkin for one more potential Stanley Cup run. And or he lands flat on his face and he wasn't all that was hyped up to be about the golden boy because I don't think he won at the junior level. I think when he was assistant GM with the Leafs, he was in control of the Marlies where they ended up winning a Calder Cup. But let's keep in mind here with the budget they have, they had probably four or five guys making 750 league NHL league minimum helping out at the AHL level. So it's really hard to to judge uh like how good an american hockey league team is especially when you have a budget like the toronto Maple Leafs. like my buddy vincent laverde was the captain there like i won with him at uh, calder cup in uh, in manchester with the monarch so overall i think you guys are in good hands based on what was available out there i that's, just that's the
1: key too that's I it i feel like compared to everything else that was out there and once you saw the names of who they were talking to
0: i was like oh it's yeah. gotta be dude also i mean <laughs> fucking I think any one of us could sit down and do a better job than Hextall. Uh, I, I mean, that it. guy. <laughs> him and what? Please tell me what Brian Burke did in Pittsburgh in his tenure. Please. I just, anybody. I just think at a
3: certain point, you, you, uh, you, you become out of touch because things are m- running and moving so fast. To know everything that's going on across the league with as many teams as there are, and I mean, right Before I hopped on, you guys were talking about the expansion draft where. Half of the half of the GMs got caught with their pants down because they just yeah. they, they couldn't foresee what was happening. Where to defend Dubis, most of the times when Dubis makes a a bad trade or, or or a bad signing, he's able to resurrect it somehow. Whether it's getting rid of the salary or or swapping, so I I think you guys have a very competent uh, president. And for the the interim GM, I just don't know who they're going to go out and make the GM. Maybe he brings his boy Spezza on board because they work so well yeah. together. And also, yeah. he can maybe still have a bit of bit of that control as far as say's concerned. So it's funny because he 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 didn't want to be with Shannon anymore because he felt like he he probably had a little bit too much say and control over him. Where he's going to be in the exact same situation as <laughs> President There, right? It's, yeah. hard, it's funny how that works, eh? Hey.
2: I don't like, that, I don't uh, like, it was like, I don't like the position I'm in and the lack of power, but I'm going to go here. Now I'm going to hire someone to take let that me
0: job. Have that it. Fucking <laughs> yeah, in.
3: exactly. Yeah. Well, and your shelf life is so much longer as a president. Uh, what did they give him? They gave him seven years.
2: Yeah, I heard it was Jeez. I heard 7, it was 40 million. Uh, yeah, I think I, I heard m. it was like around seven a year. So like 49, maybe or somewhere in there. So big contract,
0: man! Oh my oh. god! Is hey, the Biz. heat is the heat finally on Shanny now, though, Biz?
3: I I would say, well, like I
0: feel like he's kind of slid under the. We talked about Rupper talked. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Like, feels like Shanny's kind of got out of this whole thing scot free.
3: He's been there nine years, right? Yeah. So I, I think that once <laughs> you hit double digits and you're not starting to see any more success, I think I love I love Tree. I I had Brad yeah, Tree I, living when I was in uh, Arizona. Unbelievable guy, and I think that he's the type of guy who can handle that that job there with all the scrutiny that uh, that it brings. And look, I mean, look at look at the moves he made for, for Calgary and in, in being put in a bad situation with the Kachuk deal. You know, yeah. he, he was able to get some good, good decent return, and then uh, got got out of that shit show as soon as he could.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. Everyone, uh, I saw a lot of people trying to kill him for that, and it was like. When you look back on it, I thought hands he did pretty tied. damn well for situations.
3: Yeah. People people who are chirping online right now don't remember that Kachuk was saying I'm not coming back. Yeah. That's legit. the problem. His hands were, his hands
0: were tied. It's not like he chose to trade. Yeah, them. no, those he people almost, have no clue. He almost won GM of the year. Like
2: honestly. Yeah. Like that's yeah. like he made he made something out of nothing. He was dealt shit and he he like turned it into something. It hasn't worked out yet. And I think that's why they went in there they they, they you know, they when got another coach, they're trying to figure things out. But they, as far as like bringing in talent for the talent you lost, he did a fucking great
3: job. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. Yeah. He left them in great. That shape. That just shows
0: you how quick it can change, though, man. Fuck. Yeah. Calgary, I felt like was right there, and then Johnny Hockey and. Chuck are gone and then you're not making the playoffs. Mm. Speaking Johnny. of change in
1: Johnny Hockey, Biz, I got something else for you. Uh big news. <laughs> Babs <laughs> is back in Columbus. What, what do we think about that? Uh how, what are your thoughts? Can it work in with the new age? You mentioned earlier too, like some of the players nowadays, like they're probably not responding to that type of coach. And has Babs changed? Can he change? We'll see.
3: Yeah, he's uh he's an interesting cat. I, I think that if you go back to even the Detroit days his players were not a big fan of him. He's a very intense coach, um very uh he like he kind of like seems to undermine people a little bit, but that's that's the old Babs. I mean, maybe he's went away, he's done some personal work and and kind of figured out that middle ground because you even look at a guy like Torts and I, you you probably had him when you were in New York, didn't you? Yeah. Where, I, oh, actually, you you have a bad story about him, don't you? He kind of treated you like shit. Was it you? No, I love torts. Okay, I okay. love Torch, yeah. Maybe it, maybe it was another fighter that came on our podcast. I mean, he treated me
2: like shit sometimes, oh. but I still love him.
3: <laughs> yeah. It, you know who didn't like him? It was it was actually John Scott who told the story on our oh, podcast. Yeah.
2: So I was there when Scotter was there. It was bad. It was <laughs> he, cringeworthy.
3: He, he, he treated him like a pigeon, right?
2: Yeah, I think there I I heard there's uh, there's both sides kind of pushing Okay,
3: so alright, here we go. The oh, Get the hot stuff going, boys. <laughs> in the mix, <laughs>
2: Throw it in the mixer.
3: But, but I would definitely yeah. say he's a coach. <laughs> he, who's a
2: Torts did do him wrong. The one time in particular, he was bad in front of Beth, the whole team. He treated him bad.
3: Yeah, he did him dirty. But I feel like he's a coach who's maybe getting going back to, 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 to more modern-day style compared to at least the way he used to be. So you have to learn and adapt where I think that that the Columbus team probably got a decent bargain on him too. Basically, I mean, he probably he was making seven with the Leafs. I would say he's probably making three, three and a half. So you get this this excellent caliber coach at a discount to come help a team who who needs to figure out a way to get over the hump and to work with some young good players that they've drafted and are trying to develop as well. I mean, like w- Wierenski still a good young player. They got now got Provorov, who I'm I'm sure you know. I don't know if T- torts wasn't a big fan of him and not sure why they got rid of him but i would have liked to have been a fly on the wall for johnny hockey and and more so patrick liney when they got the news because you know you got you got johnny hockey who got away from sutter and then all of a sudden now he's getting oh. babs. so yeah, I, you know i think that he's a great coach and everybody deserves a second chance but if he's if he's still going to be an asshole about things well i, I would imagine he's going to still have another short shelf life there in uh, in columbus
2: it, it stinks though because like columbus I played in Columbus, and I, I love it. I think it's a really good hockey place to play. Like, the fans are loud if you can win, which they haven't done, really, but they've had some competitive teams. Like, they're fucking loud. Like, they, you are the ticket in town oh, yeah. besides um, Ohio State, which is basically its own city in its own right, like, kind of next to Columbus. You know what I mean? Like so. Uh, but, but the thing here is, like, you finally, Columbus, shed that idea that no one wants to play in Columbus. Remember when Panera and Bobrovsky, everybody was leaving – And you finally had someone choose Columbus and Johnny Gaudreau. i knocked us all off our chairs. I didn't see that comment. I don't know if anybody did. But it was like finally they got some positive news here. Because there is a tax that has to be paid by the Columbus Blue Jackets for guys to come in there and play because it's Columbus. Okay? Now you go and you get this coach, there's another tax. There's another tax bill on the table. That's another – you know what I mean? Like now it's like you're going to have to pay more because – in in ufa i guarantee you Yarmo keiko is going to get no conversation guys are going to be like i'll come to columbus but you, you're gonna to have to pay me more to come there and that sucks like how are you supposed to get better in a cap world in that matter like that's where regardless of if babs changes or not i don't think good free agents that have other options are going to yeah. jump to columbus right now until until babcock shows he's different the team shows a bright future and I feel like they're just kind of spinning the tires in the mud right now.
3: Yeah, you have to dr- draft and develop well if you're an organization like that, because if you don't, you're, you're, you're hooped to come free agency time. Although, Sometimes you start seeing, and, and you and you can go after guys who have been in these marquee markets. Like, if you go to guys who have been in Toronto, Montreal, mm-hmm. sometimes going to a place like Columbus is nice because all of a sudden yeah. you avoid being the the conversation every single day where you have 50, 60 media members in there. And, you know, if, if you win 6-5, they're bitching about the D and goaltending. And if you win one nothing, it's like, well, where's the offense? So yeah. it's just like they always find problems in these big markets markets in order to stir it up media wise and that that can become exhausting but uh so maybe in in a free agency situation you can attack players who are kind of fed up of being in the limelight where all of a sudden you can go play in a place like columbus feel like a god and live like a god for even if you're making a couple million bucks a year you live like a god in columbus
1: i'll tell you i'm in indiana right now the money goes a long way out here it's you know you can get in a pretty nice situation oh yeah yeah i've never been there
3: Indiana? No, I've never what's it like there?
1: yeah you know, it's, fun. it's a good <laughs> like fun. Columbus? Yeah, pretty there much there you go. There it's you just go. Midwest, dude. Everybody's super nice. Everybody's super super nice. hospitable and it's is it's all it's all feel good. It's good vibes everywhere you go.
3: That's awesome.
2: Hey, Biz, one last thing, dude. I appreciate you time.
1: Oh, No the problem. Spot. Great great.
3: I, talk I gotta job. I gotta
2: ask you this because I met you when I signed in Pittsburgh and um I we won't get into all that. I told you before how I was like, you were knocking dudes out. Remember the whole trainer yeah. situation in New Jersey was like, you gotta watch out for that Bissonette. And, uh, and anyway, so up. I go there, I don't know you from Adam. I walk in that Pittsburgh locker room, you're joking around with Gino, kind of taking zingers It's Gino Sid. Everyone loves you. I'm like, oh, I like this guy. This guy's like a great locker room guy. And then seeing you, you get traded to Arizona and, and everything you've done, man. I just I find it amazing. Like it's a it's a cool story. I want to know, like, as a kid though, like we had Witter on earlier this year, and Witch said Biz is the, what do you say,
3: the dumbest he's smart the, person I've yeah, ever yeah, met. He's, he's <laughs> yeah, he's the he's the dumbest, dumbest smart Andy. guy
2: I've ever met, or whatever. Something on those lines. And you know what? And I've talked to people too, like you, you you have a mind for. You were doing this Twitter shit before everyone else. You were marketing things before everyone else. Were you a kid, like, at fucking recess that was, like, selling and trading, you know, sandwiches and food? Like, were you always this brain for, like, trying to build business and and move along with things?
3: Uh, not not really I just like you know as the career ended I just kind of adapted and and you know it it, it almost came to an abrupt end when I uh, left Arizona I didn't get re-upped and I ended up sitting on my couch for a month and I was pretty depressed right I, I went I went on a PTO to St. Louis. Uh, got got let, let go of the PTO and then I didn't have a job so that's when I just started really thinking and, and giving things a lot of thought for the post career because I don't know how many guys do and understand you know when it comes to an end it comes to an end and then you got to figure out what's next so I uh, after experiencing that and then spending the next three years in the American League and being fortunate enough to win a Calder Cup I just spent a lot of that time I, I ended up getting off Twitter like I didn't really tweet much because Dean, well, Dean Lombardi was also like, "Hey, yeah, you can play for our organization, but get the fuck off Twitter." Yeah. So I guess like part of me didn't really have a choice, but it was good to just take a step back and 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 learn maybe where to navigate it once it was going to all be done, and uh, and when it finished. I, I ended up doing a film project. It was called Biz Does BC. It was like this yeah, silly thing. Yeah, I watched it. Yeah, it. was good. And it just taught me a lot about, like, learning how to, like, like, broker a deal about how to get financing for it. And then, you know, I had to do all of our logistics and, and work in, in front of the camera and learn how to edit behind the camera and... And it just, I think that really kind of propelled me into learning a lot about that side of everything where that three year hiatus of not being on Twitter and more so absorbing and looking where everything was moving that kind of helped with, with everything that I got going. And I mean, well, I mean, you guys work with Pat. I mean he's he, he's like the, the epitome of, of of what we're talking about here and how he's able to been to navigate through all these deals and like hop in the right places at the right time because this landscape is moving so fast. Quick. We're- it's quick, right? And it's, 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 I mean, the technology in general is just advancing things where, you know, where maybe it was a, a 10 year window where things would last. Now it's a five year, now it's three. And then now we don't know whether cable television is going to be done or it's going to go back to streaming or blah, blah, blah. So just like learning to read all of it and siphon it and then bounce things off others. I feel like the, the biggest thing, if anybody's watching or, or how to learn, and I am a dummy, but I ask a lot of questions. I just constantly, uh, why Why are you doing that? What's what, What's up with this? Oh, okay, that's why that, okay. So then you just kind of siphon through the bullshit. And yeah. yeah, sometimes you might land on your face and, and find some roadblocks, but that's just really how I figured it all out was just just based off curiosity. And I think also, as you guys all know, hard work eventually d- d- does you well too, right? So it, I, I'm very fortunate and blessed the way it's turned out. I think you you definitely need some luck involved as well. But uh, as, far, as far as his compliment, saying that I'm the dumbest smart person he knows, I'll take it. I'll take. it. Hey, from hey not from, winter, it's from winter That's
2: as good as it's going to get. <laughs> he's <was> a Boston
3: masshole <laughs> buddy. I'll take that. That's the nicest thing he's ever said to me, actually. <laughs> but yeah. uh, he's is a he's gut. naturally a very highly intelligent person. Wit, you know, he just he's just a, a, he's he, he's the smart he's the brains of the operation. That's for sure. Oh, look at you guys. Like, you guys are playing tummy sticks yeah. a little bit.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was just going to echo uh, what Repper said a little bit, Biz, because I remember going to, like, training camp practices to watch the Penguins play, and I look out there, and I, I'm watching Gino skate, and I'm watching Crosby skate, and I'm like, who the fuck is this 67 guy? And I'm looking down at the per- – I'm like, he's barking at everybody. He's fucking with everybody, and it was awesome. And then to follow along and watch what you've done with your career, like, you fucking became this, like, cult legend – uh, out in Arizona and then you get your Twitter following and as you said it, it got taken away and then you bounce back. Like, man, you've just like overcome so many things. It's awesome to watch. And now you got you got booze. You sent us some beers. We appreciate that. Those are incredible. Okay, great, Shout out great, to you. Good, guys. You got the beers. Yeah, you got the Pink Whitney going. You guys are absolutely crushing it. You're everywhere you look now you're all over TV. So, uh, for you to take the time to do this with us, man, we really appreciate oh, it. Thank you so much. Oh, no,
3: boys, I appreciate the tire pumping. And, and right back at you, Rub. All you guys, you guys are kicking ass, and, and I'm proud of you as well. And and I and I appreciate the the compliments, man. It means a lot. And uh, yeah, let's let's all keep it going, baby. It's Hell better yeah. than better than better than not being in the mix, right, boys? <laughs> well, Absolutely. After, Gumps, I'll see you in Victoria. Yeah, if I'm still here, I'll let you know. Yeah, if you're not, <laughs> if you don't have the the, the anklet on. Yeah. (laughs) The tracking device. Bad boys, bad boys. (laughs) Boys, thank you guys so much. Appreciate you you guys. Yeah, appreciate you, brother.
1: Oh man, I'm so happy uh Uh, we got to do this. I was joking a little bit earlier uh with Connor um today during the show, and we were talking about like uh getting ready for the show and we were talking about how like the NBA and NHL have a couple days off here. And I'm like, man, this kind of sucks, but at the same time, like I was kind of happy because it gave us a chance to talk to Biz because we've been wanting to talk to Biz all year. And we do the show on Wednesday nights. And as you know, he's on TNT every Wednesday, Wednesday night. Yeah. And it's a pretty big deal for him. It's a pretty big deal for hockey. So it's awesome that uh he finally got a night off, first of all. And second of all, that he was willing to spend that night off with us and bullshit for a little bit.
2: So shout out yeah, to him. Yeah, he was great. He great. Cool story too, you know. And I and I, I find that, you know, I I would be a betting man that there's going to be documentaries and stories on on Pat and down the road. Um, you know, Biz from this standpoint in in the hockey world what he's done, I mean I think there's going to be some stuff done on that too. There should be, yeah. They're cool stories, man, because there's, you know, I I think so many times, I'm just speaking from an athlete standpoint, but you can go across the board in any different category, you get labeled a certain thing and it's like, you know you know, Paul Bissonette was a knuckle-chucking guy that did it to stick around in the nhl and he was a phenomenal teammate and all those things but like he wanted and, and needed to learn different things and how did he, he saw what worked what didn't work and 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 what the guy's doing right now it's it's you know it's incredible and uh you know just from the stuff that whole pink whitney like it, the whole pink whitney story is a story in itself and and wits told that many times like Wit thought it was a fucking joke and biz is like no we've got something here and you know you start hearing about the success that they've had with that and some of the other things i find it uh it's like that that american dream story right and you uh-huh. just kind of keep doing your thing and now this guy's riding pj's around with wayne and uh living life so it's pretty sick uh, yeah i mean he kind of said it there at the end it's uh
1: hard work and you can't be afraid to fail a few times along the way and that's kind of worked out for well, you read any great success story, none of that shit, A, happens overnight and B, happens without uh, 10, 20, 30 failures leading up to yeah. it, those moments. So, you know, that's something to keep in mind. That's the good moral high ground from us for everybody out there. Tonight. There you Bro. go, Nick. There you go, Nick.
2: <laughs> hey, and Gumps, you guys got a good local bar when you go out there in summer. Hopefully, I hope you guys do not connect.
0: Out in Victoria, I yeah, mean, me, I was going to say, your... say, I hope not, Biz. But I yeah, mean, yeah. <laughs> that's that is that's the bar. I always send you the the picture of the Ben jersey from. That's where he's talking. That's what about. I was going to It's gonna called ask that, it's called it's ben literally name. it's literally called the local. Like it's not the local bar. It's called the local. The local. <laughs> yeah. I like that. It's good. It's I love that. We used to go
1: to a spot in Pittsburgh called. The bar uh in the south side, <laughs> best, and it was dude. the worst name, and everybody hated it. we or uh, oh, we're at the bar. Like which one? No, it's called the bar. Uh, <laughs> but it was awesome. It was just a dive, a couple pool tables, just post up. It was a great spot. These are the best spots, man.
0: The best was it was an Oilers bar last when I first got home. All Oilers gear everywhere, tarps everywhere. The, Tyson Berry gets traded at the trade deadline. Only tarp hanging in there now is the Ben Star Star. Oiler. Oilers <laughs> are good as dead in fucking Victoria, B.C., dude. Boys, what did we miss
1: besides, man, this is a couple weeks in a row now, even with the week off, I the sponsor. Shout out to American Dream Nut Butter, our sponsor for this episode. Oh, yeah. Go to the link in the description right now. Uh, this YouTube live, get 10% off. Almond butter, cashew butter, peanut butter, they got it all. It's high-protein, low-carb, low-sugar, handcrafted. American-made replace uh, all those fatty, high-carb desserts. Something delicious and nutritious. Shout out American Dream nut butter. Um, what have we missed so far? The Bismuth in the trade a little bit. Uh, Provorov goes from the Flyers to uh, basically to LA, but then bounces quick quickly to Columbus. It's a three-team trade. Uh, Philadelphia gets a nice haul out of this. They get yes. a first, what two seconds um a couple of guys and they get cal peterson the goalie from la who was off to a hot start in his he career He was a first round
2: pick. had a so. really
1: bad year last year like tremendously bad but i mean obviously the potential was there you've seen it before maybe a change of scenery helps him out and uh la frees up a little bit of cap space and then they go ahead and weeks he breaks today the they re-signed gavrikov who they picked up last year earlier in the season i should say for uh two more years so Kind of all around, good little deal for everybody. Maybe uh, Provarov bounces back, uh, and gets slotted in a little bit better, gets a, a better role in Columbus and figures that out. And then the rumor was maybe Carter Hart also potentially on the block. Rupper, I don't know if you've heard anything more or seen anything more about this. I, I heard Edmonton, gonna
0: McDavid? they're gonna get McDavid. For <laughs> I, saw I heard that. Edmonton I was saw that big, tweet earlier. It's it either Bedard rumor. or McDavid they were gonna get for Carter Hart. Yeah, so
2: I don't know. I don't know what the plan is if if that if that's something they're shopping. But um, if that's the case, I don't think the necessarily necessarily the answer would be Cal Peterson. I think that was like this kid could still hit. He was a high pick. Let's see if we can figure it out here with him. Um, I, I think you'd probably keep them both. They're both young goalies, and you're a team that, you know, see if which one kind of takes off. Like, I get that competition, you know. I don't I don't think Carter Hart's necessarily had that competition. He's had veteran guys in there. Mm-hmm. You know, he had Brian Elliott in there. Yeah, you know, he gets some veteran guys in there. But, like, at the end of the day, you know you're the future. So, like, I, I would like for these two to compete. So I don't know if he's going to get moved. There's rumors out there Maybe uh... he's supposed to be, but –
1: you think he was? You think they bring in Peterson and maybe just to float uh, the name out there to give Carter a little motivation? I know that can maybe. either go one of two ways. That can either fire him up and get him ready to play and say, "Oh, you want to trade me? Fuck you! Watch this," or he could can go the other way. And I don't know. I don't know him. Obviously, I don't know his yeah. personality. I don't know if he would take it this way. But like, he could go into the tank and be like, "Oh, yeah. fuck you! You guys want to trade me? Uh, you better fucking trade me now because I'm not. I'm not having it." So. It's a risky gamble by Danny Breer. But I like, I don't like doing stuff because I'm a Penguins fan. But if you're a Flyers fan, you got to like that they're wasting no time. Look, the finals aren't even over yet, and they're making moves, shaking things up.
2: Yeah, no, they're going to continue to do that. Um, They're going to try to, you know, the one thing I know with Torts, even when Torts was in New York and Sully and him were together there, and I've heard these two talk and the way they look at things. The rest of the league is caught up in that way, but those guys were all about younger, 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 younger. And so, if you're a player that they they want to, they'll cash out on you before you're old. You're you're heading there. You're still good, but we want younger. The next wave. The next wave. They know how important it is to have the next wave coming through. And um, you know, I think that that's what Philly fans should want, and that's what Philly's trying to do is you know get those picks. You got some young talent in here. And they have an older roster with some of the other guys, but then you got those contracts. You're going to have to kind of deal with those for now, some of them. So uh, I don't think they're done. They're going to be doing a lot more. Um, you know, it, it was a good move for all three sides. You don't always say that in trades, but it looks like all three teams did exactly what they needed to do right now.
0: The Hallibuck rumor mill is starting already, mm-hmm. too. That thing's spinning. So there's Hallibuck. What was
2: on it? They said Hallibuck.
0: Was it Wheeler, Shifley? Man, yep. If there was and, one move I would like to see the Penguins make, that is All right, it.
1: so I thought about this too, Gubs, because we talked about this a couple weeks ago, and you brought it up. Do you need to go get that stud goaltender like hella yeah I'm not saying yeah. I would be pissed. Certainly would not if he ended up in a Penguins uniform. But we're looking at a Stanley Cup final showdown between Aiden Hill and
0: Bob, who was – I mean, pretty much cast aside for, still on yeah. a big contract, though. Right. I get have it. I get it. That, I get it. I get it. I just note, think the past couple years note, have shown us
2: little side note. You guys get right back to what you're talking about this year. Stanley Cup finals, regardless who wins, will be the first time a player with eight digit salary. Is that way? Is that right? Eight, one, two. Yeah. Yeah. Eight, you know, eight figure salary. So 10 million plus which is pretty cool because, remember, for a long time, and eventually it was going to happen, so you're going to get more and more players up there. But for the build lately, it's been like you can't win with that because, remember, Kane and Tapes, they yeah. signed their deals after they won that last cup. Yep. So, but anyways, go ahead on the goalies.
1: No, I was just saying, like, it feels like – now, granted, I mean, again, circumstances matter. Vegas went through four goalies. Uh, you know, Bob got hot right at the tail end of the season at the perfect time after yeah. – Lion got them into the dance. It just like you look around there, there are some other options you could potentially spoil. Like Dubish just came from Toronto. Maybe he liked
0: what Samsonov did for them.
1: I'm, I'm just saying. If
0: there's one thing Dubas should fucking learn is stop fucking with goalies. <laughs> I and, agree and, and the Penguins should too, man. If you trot Drari out there for another year and we're sitting here 15 games in and oh he's life. skating off the ice before a fucking game, I'm I, not doing it, dude. I'm, I'm not doing it. I was it. just going
2: to say this before you said it. I'm changing my tune now on what the Penguins should do in net. Okay. I think the play. As long as he's not asking for a significant raise, the play is to bring Tristan Jari back. Because <laughs> oh, here's the thing that we've learned. Well, I, 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 well I'll I, <laughs> cut you off real quick. And I'll, like, I think he is going to ask for a raise
1: because, like, statistically, his, when you put his numbers up against other goalies and what they're making, like, he's, he's earned it. But,
2: but what's you're right. Eight, like eight, the, man. The it's got to be what's that man. number.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But go ahead. So what, was
2: he, what was he at? Uh, he was at, I want to say he was at, f- was he four or three, five? I think it was like three, it was five. He was three something. So if he's three, five, certainly he's going to get more than that. If you can find a way, I don't even know where that number is. If you can keep, if you can get Tristan Jari under five, and if he's over five, you let him go, or depending on what it is. If you can get Tristan Jari under five, what we're seeing here from Aiden Hill, from Laurent Boursois, from, you know, Antti Ranta comes in and say, you know, you have these these backup bullies, third stringers, fourth stringers coming in. You you don't – first off, if the, if Vasilevsky was ever available or Shesterkin was ever available, yeah, you go get those guys. Yeah, yeah. But after those guys, you just need – good goaltending and have it of value if it's not if you if there's no guarantee this guy is going to dominate then he can't make north of six million dollars okay tristan jari has shown way more good goaltending in his career than bad has he showed bad absolutely has he showed it at the wrong time 100 fucking percent it usually happens in the playoffs
0: he comes But what what, thing, guns, what place? Hold ears. on, hold on, hold on. What place do the Penguins finish in the Eastern Conference if Halibut's their goalie this year? Fifth,
2: sixth. Oh, well, hold on, though. But you, what's Halibut make?
0: But I'm and just like, saying, like I'm saying, do every year we're going to do this with Jari every year, man. In order
2: to bring, in order to bring Hellebuck on that makes more money, you're going to have to subtract somebody, so you're going to get weaker. Another part of your life. I'm saying Who's with that Tristan old Jari, you can keep your the roster the same. They need to get another goaltender in there with Tristan Jari to compete. And if Jari's not the starter, he's not the starter. But at least you've got some flexibility where heaven forbid, if something happens, which we see every goddamn year with the Penguins right now, where there's goaltending
0: injuries, you've got option A, B, or C. That's the thing. I don't want to be sitting here two weeks into the season and we're watching Casey DeSmith for a week straight. No, yeah, you've no, got to move off that like now. we like it, like, like you just can't. But do what's Dubas gonna do, man? This guy's never like he brought in. You might have, you might have Matt, Matt Murray, Murray with, might have Matt Murray with fucking Jarry next we year. We talked about the old firm, uh, but what I'm, what's Halibut making? Is this absurd? I don't, I don't have it. As I think that it, much is it. I
1: think it was. He's got to uh, be north. I'm, I'm sure. talking out of my ass. I think it was six, uh, and I'm sure it's going to be more than that with the next one. So let me, I'll look it up here while we're talking. Um, I just think like there's going to be plays for. Guys, like you look at what Vitek Vanacek did for the Devils. You look at what Samsonov did for the Leafs. Like, I think you can find guys in that range who are going to give you solid, reliable goaltending. They may not be one A's, but that's the question. Those
2: teams, those teams played well in front of them. Yeah, Hellebuck was making six
1: one this past season. He's thirty years old, so you got to think he's that's the absolute lowest you're looking at. And if you're talking. A uh, sign and trade. I mean, he's probably looking at an $8 $8 million $8 to ten million dollar range in an extension. Right? I don't know, man. I don't yeah, know. he's probably I looking to know.
2: get paid because he's he one the, have, he's still he one of the top goalies in the league. We can't I just think do this that they, with
0: Jari every year, man. We can't. We do it every <laughs> year, dude. Every year we've been doing this show. I know. We find that we the all problem, off season. The we do
2: know. Is this guy's a two time All Star? And he's fucking good when he plays, and he's only making three and a half million. So how do you like, you, what do you you know? And we're 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 talking about Aiden fucking Hill in the playoffs, and we're talking about these things. Tristan Jari is a way better goalie, so it just shows that like, you know what I'm saying. But the difference is, is that Vegas is a way better team in the way they play structurally. You know what I mean? Even from the standpoint, like, let's look at it from this standpoint. Do you you look at the talent that they have on their lineup right now in Vegas? That Mike Amadio, he was a healthy scratch in these playoffs. I think he's got, like, eight or nine points in the playoffs. Like, you show me any other team that goes to Stanley Cup Finals that have got eight or nine points, he's scratched. And then you've got, you know, Nick, you're looking that up. Can you see if you can get his stats? Because he's been really nice. And then you've got, I get it, Phil Kessel's old, whatever. Phil Kessel's scratched. Teddy Bluger scratched. Teddy Bluger was, like, an important piece in new jersey and i think he's a, i think i like him a lot as a player you could argue
0: like 10 to 15 players on that team are playing the best hockey of their career yeah and I they're usually what happens an, when a team i goes don't on think, a think that's run. an exaggeration dude no like 10 to that. 15 at least okay so what i
1: was looking up i was just looking up the goalie free agent market real quick and i know we kind of moved on a little bit past it but i'll, I'll read it off to you real quick and this is for yeah, cat you know. friendly uh and this is – I don't know what order this is in. Maybe by – this is by cap hit currently. Uh, Jonathan Quick, 37 years old. Semyon Varlamov, 35 years old. Freddie Anderson, 33 years old. Johnny Bernier, 34 years old. Cam Talbot, 35 years old. Then you get the Tristan Jari, 28-year-old. 28, 28 Anton Hudobin, 37. Nedeljkovic, 30, 27, Mackenzie Blackwood, 26. Bressois, 30. Reimer, 35. Mike Smith, still on here. At forty-one, right. I got, Aiden I got, I got Hill, the,
0: twenty-seven. So you see that right. where where we are going here. Make the call, Dubis. I'll I'll, I'll sign trade. off on I'll sign off on Jari and Mike Smith. I'll sign off. On I'll that. Give, me,
2: <laughs> give me give me from that list. Give me Varlamov would be very nice. We're afraid I think Anderson? that would be nice. He's been very solid in his career or. This is where uh, somebody like the Penguins should do. And it yeah. is what Toronto did last year. Because remember, Matt Murray was supposed to be the starter. It wasn't supposed yes. to be Samsonov. But Samsonov was a high pick that didn't work out. And they got He's a an second RFA. chance. And he was good there. 26 years old. Mackenzie Blackwood. Oh, Mackenzie yeah. Blackwood is the odd man out in New Jersey. He is injury. He's had injuries. He's a big goalie. But he for my, remember that stretch when it was Jari hart Blackwood, Shisterkin, Sorokin, who, who else am I thinking in the Metro? Uh, anyways, all studs. Yep, All studs. And of those, at one point in time, I thought Mackenzie Blackwood would potentially be the best one. And he hasn't been. I, I Mackenzie Blackwood would be a nice backup, second chance. I think that would be a nice fit for Pittsburgh.
1: Tough thing there is, again, RFA, much like Samsonov and you know how old samson same, off 26 same thing you're with 26 hellebuck who has a year left like you're gonna have to give up something to get those guys and then in an division it's even harder i know the penguins just did a trade with new jersey maybe it makes it a little a little bit easier because our guy fit, fits he's there but it's always tough to make those in division trades right you gotta you gotta give a little extra you gotta make something a little extra so we'll see i don't know it's gonna be an interesting off season they uh, there's not a ton of options but there's certainly options at play um if Jari came back, I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world. But like you said, Rupper, you got to upgrade the team in front of him and you got to make sure there's a solid, reliable backup ready to go behind him.
2: 100%. Yeah, you'd have to.
1: So we'll see. There's other. I, I got eyes on other guys too. I'm looking at, you know, maybe Zach Aston <laughs> Reese comes back. You know, maybe Bunting comes over. I'm looking at ex like, Toronto guys because Dubas, you know, Dubas knows those guys. That's usually what. You see it all the time. You see it in the NFL. You see it in every sport. Uh, Coach or GM moves to a new team. What do they do? They look at their old team, and they get some guys there that they liked, and they bring them over. So I would not be surprised to see some guys make that transition from the Leafs over to the Penguins. But we will see. It's not about the Penguins right now. It's about the Vegas Golden Knights and the Florida Panthers.
0: Just make I think we all agree. Series. Just make I, it a series. Win a fucking game, please. Christ. I think we all
1: hope it could be a series, but I think we're all in agreement that it's going to be a tall, tall order, and without Gotta the risk of first. us looking like stupid, freaking idiots. Uh, it, it looks like it's Vegas's. Uh, yeah. Got to score here. first.
0: Got to score first tomorrow, or you're dead. Hey, you did you Vegas know, I didn't realize. First.
2: I didn't realize that this building in Florida here. You know, most NHL buildings are anywhere like 17, 18,000. This is 20, over 20. It's a big building, so of it should be it loud. Is. So we'll see if it can help them out. But, yeah, you're right, Gumps. Like, they need an early lead in Game 3, I think.
0: Have to. Early I mean, lead. I mean like stars, get- stars, stars were down fucking 3-0. They put up two. That's true. They got absolutely clocked in Game 6. That's true
1: is it is it this one or none for florida like is the, they have to get
2: this one like I, it, I think regardless they get one yeah, i think regardless
0: they yeah. get one we're, but we're staring down but, but think but think of it from this we staring no down. we're staring down the gentlemen's here even though
2: even though we can't <laughs> even though we can't unsee what we've seen through two, two games what if they win tomorrow
0: if bob gets if all it takes next? is bob if all it takes is bob getting hot again it bob does it a, does like, change things if you win and like Gumpy said
1: It matters how Bob This is
0: all on Bob, dude. It always has been. I don't think any... Obviously, things matter, but if Bob's not hot, none of it matters, dude. He was on his fucking head. The Canes outplayed them every game of that series and lost in, what, five? Yeah. Like, he he was on his head every game, and now he can't even see a puck right now, man. Need Bob. Yeah. See,
2: but tip, that's how that team. That's how that team got here. He was the con Smythe, the MVP. Yeah. Matthew Kachuk was right in that. He's been great. Like those two guys. I know there's been more than just that, but those guys have been like out of this world. And if they're not yeah. out of this world, this team has no chance. If if Barkov doesn't start becoming out of this world, Bar- Sasha Barkov like might legitimately be the most talented player in this series. He's not looking like it right now. he's not he's not bad, but for you to win, he's got to be great. and he's got the ability to do that and the size to do it, and it's this is not really happening for him right now. He
1: might have to sell out a little bit more in the offensive zone and and Rupper, you kind of alluded to this in a conversation we were having uh, I think it was yesterday. um you know he's such a great two way player and a stud defensive player. He might have to give a little bit of that up to kind of cheat and take a chance offensively. Yeah, I don't want to him see
2: him out there against the Eichel line anymore. Um, I think you sit there, and if you're Paul Maurice, you say to Aaron Ekblad and Gustav Forsling, that D that D pair, just say you guys got the equal line. I got to free up Barkov. I can't use Barkov, our best offensive guy. Matthew Kachuk right now is the best offensive guy, but generally speaking, Barkov is supposed to be one of those as well. You I can't use him to. Just for defensive purposes, like I gotta loot, I gotta free him up somehow. Yep. So they need to take some off his plate. I think we'll see if they do.
0: Kachuk is the fucking best. No matter what happens here, we will see uh, what a man, happens. A man, this- a man talking shit down seven dude, will always have a special place in my heart, dude. <laughs> I love that shit, dude. I love it. We hope Florida makes a series, not just for our
1: eyeballs and entertainment purposes, but for the sake of this show. Because you know, if if they end up getting swept next week might be our last one for of the season. So let's hope
0: they Let can talk push about this Jari bit. every Wednesday, dude. We'll have <laughs> fucking Jari. We'll break down Jari tape every Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, we, we should like. probably should
1: do like a little off-season special around free agency time. But uh in terms of the finals and everything, let's hope Florida gets back into this just for our selfish uh, purposes and for what we're watching. Give us a little something to watch a little bit later into the summer. All right, boys. Uh, can't thank you enough. Shout out to our guest for the evening. Paul Bissonette is nasty. Uh, you can check him out and Spin Chiclets. obviously. Don't really need to plug them because they are absolutely fucking massive. Um, shout out to him for taking time out of his busy schedule to join us, rupper. We say it every week, but great booking, my friend. You did, you did well. You're the best. Uh, shout out to you. Good luck down there in Florida. Hope you don't get a sunburn like I did and have all your skin peeling off now. And Gumps, uh, hey, stay warm up there.
2: You know, you got it. got no AC. He is warm right now. Yeah, well, you know, (laughs) no AC, stay warm.
1: (laughs) 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 That's hockey (laughs) talk.